Episode 105, Wayne with Travis Hartman. I'm B-Money, the producer. That over there is the talent Weekend Trav, not in Christmas attire Weekend Trav. We'll get to that in a second. But this is the reaction episode, ladies and gentlemen, episode 105, because we got a lot of fights to talk about. Number one, Terrence Crawford, David Evanison. We're going to talk Teofimo Lopez, and uh, and then we also have to talk Xander Zayas. But let's jump right in Weekend Trav. Let's get right to it. And that Terrence is Terrence Crawford. What we talked about on the Quick Shots episode earlier this week, that's one Terrence Crawford with a six-round knockout of David Evanison. Uh, there he, was, I, he fought back home, correct? Uh, in Omaha, yes, he did. So yeah. So arena out. So the quick response, I think we both had the quick response there, which was, Wow. Solid. Out of nowhere, one punch, fight over. Uh, but we can trav. We wanted to expand beyond that. You being in the ring before with Terrence Crawford, you taking Terrence Crawford the distance, okay? What did you see from both fighters, and what should we expect now going forward, given that Terrence Crawford is technically on his own? So I believe that now Terrence Crawford, by the way, Terrence Crawford made $10 million for this fight. Biggest payday of his career. Um, but I bring this up that he knocked this guy out because I think he's on a seven or eight fight knockout win streak. But I want to let everybody know that I am one of the only like seven guys he's never knocked out in the pros. Weekend Trev, high five. I high five myself for that. Okay. But regardless of that, it was impressive. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I watched the fight live. Every single round, every single second of that fight, I did. Even though it was really sleepy because I'm getting old now, and the later I stay up, is like it's rough. It's hard to stay up for the fight. There were fights all day long. And there was fights all day long, which we can talk about later. Yeah. But this is the biggest fight we're going to talk about because we all want to see an Errol Spence versus Terrence Crawford, which, by the way, Errol Spence got in a car wreck. If you look at our Instagram page, we put that in there. Which he's okay. He's very much okay, but he also was in a car wreck again. Again. But also, Terrence Crawford... He's, he's amazing because he needed to make a statement, okay? Just beating David Ananiason was not enough. Yeah. It wasn't. And no matter what anybody wants to say, a win is a win. It's good. It progresses your career, blah, 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 right? But when you get to this level and you want the big money fights, the blockbuster type of fights, you have to dispatch people unequivocally. He dropped this guy Watching the fight all the way up until the sixth round, this fight was a very competitive, even fight. Well, I was going to say then, so from a dispatching, yes, it's nice that he caught him. It's nice that he got a knockout. But leading up to that, what were you thinking? As each round went by, what are you thinking as not necessarily a former competitor of his, but as a fan of his, you're watching round one, two, three, four, five. Are you thinking before round six goes off, uh uh-oh? Well, so that's the difference, though. I never, ever thought that Terrence Crawford was in trouble, ever. I never, but this guy is a very cunning and um, he collects data. This guy's a smart guy. He's, he's, I, I've said this before and I've only said this about one other person. It's, it's uh, Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather is playing chess while the other guys are playing checkers. Mm-hmm. Terrence Crawford's the same way. He's playing chess while they're playing checkers. And if you don't know what that means, that means that he's setting up moves on moves that on moves. That basically means that you're the one playing checkers. He's very smart. Exactly. <laughs> you don't know what that exactly. means. So, during this fight, Crawford was playing chess, and I could tell it, big time. He was not taking any big-time chances. He was competitively staying in the fight. He was probably still, to be honest, he was still winning rounds, though. Mm-hmm. But it was not dominating. He was not... He, Terrence Crawford, up until the sixth round, I promise you, he did not dominate one of those rounds. He did it. 
but he's a smart guy. He was collecting data, collecting data, figuring out shit to do. And guess what? He figured out a right hand. He started out, by the way, which was very unorthodox of him, he started out right-handed in that first round. Mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. immediately after the first round, he turned left-handed and he cruised to the rest of the fight left-handed. And guess what happened? He landed a right hook that stopped the fight. So I think Terrence Crawford is a conventional right-hander, which means his power is in his right hand. So when he turns lefty, it can throw people off because his power is now not in his backhand, mm-hmm. it's in his front hand. And that's when he ended up landing on David and Neeson and dropped one-punch knockout, B-Money. It wasn't a combination knockout. It was a one-punch knockout. Yep. David and Neeson flat on his back in yeah. the middle of the ring. Yeah, bring the smelling Phenomenal. salts. So, so here's, here's my uh, critique, not necessarily of the fight itself, but I think Terrence Crawford being that quote-unquote free agent or whatever, getting the payday now. I don't think it's going to be suitable on this kind of a platform again. If he's going to be taking on Errol Spence next, which we all hope, I think any fight fan out there hopes that it's going to be Errol Spence, but who knows? Um, it can't be on this this app or this uh, network or whatever this thing was because it was a little clunky weekend trap. Do you really think that they can come back and pay this guy 10 mil again and maybe Errol Spence a 10 mil, 8 mil? Do you think they could really afford that? I don't know how many buys this thing probably got. And this is what's going to scare me because as an avid boxing fan, okay, listen, I'm a professional boxer myself, yes. Mm -hmm. I'm also a podcaster, yes, me and you both. But I'm also a huge fan. So I'm a regular consumer. And when I bought this fight, I even tweeted them. I bought the fight. I couldn't tune into the fight for over 15 to 20 minutes before I could actually pull it up. Their, Their actual app, I downloaded it. You clicked on it. I paid for it. And you clicked the actual advertisement. It wouldn't bring it up. I had to go to the tab that said movies, click movies, then finally. The only how I made it happen was is because I had to go through all those process. Most people, your average person, if they buy that fight and it doesn't happen right away, they move on. Yeah. So were you watching on your phone or your device? I watched it on my phone originally, and then I had to mirror it to my uh, TV. That's not very clear. So that's what I'm saying. I'm going to predict this. This fight, not because of the build-up to it, because the build-up to it was very good. I think yeah. I think the BLK Prime did pretty good building it up. A normal Terrence Crawford, bigger fight, right? But I believe it's going to do less than 100,000 buys. And in my opinion, that's a failure when you pay a guy $10 million. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But also, this is what's going to complicate the Earl Spence fight is this. BLK Prime paid him $10 million, B-Money, not for this fight. They paid him $10 million because they knew a blockbuster fight is on the horizon, which means they paid him $10 million, meaning they think they can make a ton of money if they can make the Earl Spence fight, which means the Earl Spence fight is going to be hard to make now because they've already invested $10 million. Yeah, yeah. Okay? They're not going to take pennies now. Terrence Crawford, to be fair, listen to this. In the original negotiations for the Earl Spence fight, Terrence Crawford accepted, in my opinion— pennies to make that fight happen he agreed to all their terms the only thing that he agreed that he didn't agree to was i want i want transparency sure i want you guys to show me what you're you're spending your money on so i know what my final payday is going to be they wouldn't do it so i think that the errol spence fight terence crawford fight now because blk prime came into the mix and paid him 10 million dollars is going to be a little harder than it would have before not impossible but a little harder there's it's got to be on a reasonable platform that people can get to 
and watch easily. Okay, easily. we, yeah, 100%. we in the past we were very critical of Triller trying to come to bat and Fight TV kind of bailed them out a little bit. I don't kind of really know. And how I'm that sorry, worked. but Triller was trash. It was trash, but that was trash. The top to bottom, was it, trash. it wasn't necessarily. BLK Prime's commentating, Paulie Malnagi, Antonio Tarver. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. good. Yeah, very the good. Rest of the single interviews, not good. Yeah, but just certain things were clunky. So they got to get that worked out first before we even yep. start really talking about this mega fight. A blockbuster fight. It's a mega fight. Continuously, right. mega fight. since we've been talking about it for two damn years at this point, anyways. Weekend Trav, I know you know. I know you love the guy. Do you still consider him your number one pound for pound uh, in the world fighter right now? Um. After well, listen. If you know that I didn't consider him pound for, I actually had Canel leapfrogging him. Yep. Back when Canelo, back when um, Terence Crawford wasn't active. Correct. After this fight, after that knockout. Yep. One hundred percent, he is my pound for pound, one punch knockout from the left handed stance in the sixth round of a guy who also beat a Hall of Famer. Whether he was past his prime or not, he beat a Hall of Famer yep. in Sugar Shane Mosley. I one hundred percent Terence Crawford is my number one pound for pound best. In the entire world, over Errol Spence, over Canelo Alvarez, over Inouye, who, by the way, is fighting on Tuesday. That's right, or Monday or Tuesday. So we can travel. That to me was probably the highlight for boxing of the weekend. It was. Let's go to the disappointment, in my opinion, of the weekend, and that's one Teofimo Lopez. He took on Sandor Martin, one via split, quote unquote. Here's my air quotes. One via split decision against Sandor Martin. We can travel. I don't know. I just don't know anymore. And and we've yeah. talked. We've been critical about Teofimo Lopez in the past. Things with his father, just just kind of everything, right? Uh, after George Cambosis, he just isn't the same. No. And now stepping up into this weight class, he looks a lot smaller against these guys. He just doesn't look like who we expect him to be in there. And I think he got bailed out by the judges. What's your take? He did. You're right. I I like. I don't like the word robbery at all. I hate that term. But my scorecards, he lost. Yeah. Period. And if you want to ask a lot of other experts, Andre Ward, Tim Bradley, all of those guys that actually commentated for that fight, they would agree. You know who else would agree if you asked him privately? Is Tiafoma Lopez. Yeah. Because they caught him on camera in the ring, sitting back, laying on the ropes. Watch that video. Tiafoma Lopez looked at one of his handlers, an honest an honest reaction, which I actually appreciate. I do. Because, let's be clear. Tifa Lopez has nothing to do with the judges, okay? It might be his promoter or whatever else that corrupted them, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying they did for sure. But I'm saying something was off for sure. But I'm telling you that the fighter, I never ever blame the fighter for a decision. It's not his fault, sure. okay? It's not. He did not tell the judges to do that at all. But at the same time, you have to actually. You still have to accept the decision, win or lose. Sandor Martin. If I'm his coach as well, I'm putting that cap on too. Where I'm like, listen. At the end of the day, you lost. The judges said you lost. Let's fix it. Well, tell tell the audience what Tiafimo Lopez said or what they caught on ESPN Plus him saying in the ring. Tiafimo Lopez sat back and said the most realist comment ever that I've been there. Mm-hmm. The same token. Not on that level. I haven't. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to openly admit that I've been like, I know where he's talking about. I don't. I've never been on that level of the world champion in that spotlight. I have fought at Madison Square Garden, which is where this fight's at, but I've never been in that kind of pressure. I haven't. But TFMO leaned back and looked at his guy and said, do I have it anymore? And do I, I think, have it? Yeah. And I think that's what every single expert analyst and journalist should be saying as well. Does he have it? 
And he's saying that based on the fact that he beat Lomachenko a couple of years ago, who we all knew was one of the pound-for-pound pound best. Yeah. And Lomachenko beat him. Uh, a few things concern me. Number one, the fact that he says that so easily in the ring right after the fight. Okay, it's one thing it's to say it. emotional, though. Say it, it's one thing, though, to keep that contained for in private, for your locker room, for your dad, for your handlers. I thought it was in private, though. Yeah, well, guess what? You're a Madison Square Garden. You're, you know, you're on TV. You're on yeah. ESPN. What do you he didn't expect? have a mic in front of him when he said it, to be fair. He said it in private Here's for his sake. We can try. Here's what also concerns me, and I think it should concern him about his own mental state. The fact that the very next morning, he's already putting out videos of him working out, trying to prove something. He's almost trying to prove it to himself yeah, that, ah, you know what? No, I still got it in the tank. See, I had so much left. I, it doesn't matter. Nope. If, if anything, you need to revisit that fight. Watch it. You tell yourself who had that fight, and you're going to answer yourself honestly. It's going to be Sandor Martin. Sandor Martin should be one of the most upset people in the boxing world as of today. Yep. Okay, and he should because um, Tifo and Lopez, even in the interview, the both guys are face to face. He was like, "You were running. All you were doing was running." Well, listen, he wasn't because if you were just running, you wouldn't have scored a knockdown. Yeah, Sandor Martins knocks him down, and actually, if you watch the fight, scored a second knockdown. The second one was a little questionable. Listen, here's the deal. It looked never, never, never once did I think that TFL Lopez was hurt. But by boxing rules, if a punch is landed and you go down, mm. that's a knockdown. Both of those were knockdowns. Fair. That's so, all. I don't think he was ever. I don't. This is this is the the good about um, TFL Lopez. Tough guy. You're not gonna knock him out. You're not because I don't think he was ever seriously hurt. But he was off balance. And he got hit with a punch. That should have been two knockdowns, which even even if they would have scored that second knockdown, by the way, on the judges' scorecards, he still would have lost. Sandor Martin would have. Look at the scorecards. The one scorecard was terrible. unbelievable. Terrible. Yep. I have them in front of me. Unbelievable. They were, they were Go ahead and give the audience what that was. So the scorecards were, one of the scorecards was 95-94 for Sandor Martin, which, fair. to be fair... That's about sure. exactly what I scored it, sure. which is a one-point decision for Sandor sure. Martin, right? But I thought it was a clear-cut, close decision for Sandor Martin. But the other scorecards, 97-92, 96-93. The biggest bullshit in the world. Yeah. That's the only thing. If those scorecards were like a 96-94 or somewhere in that range, I would have been like, okay, cool. You, you literally, you cannot argue a 96-94, because all that is is one-round difference, yeah. right? You cannot argue that as a robbery, at least. You could say, oh, yeah, maybe the other guy wins, but I'm happy that that... You cannot argue 97-92. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And this is why... Horrific. And this is why fans, and not even fans, but critics of the sport have a problem with the sport. Yeah. Because when you get any sport involved that involves judging and... Um, I can't remember the words Objective used. judges. Objective judges, quote-unquote. I mean, you're talking not only boxing. You got MMA, which had some questionable stuff this weekend, too. You talk gymnastics, diving. Figure skating. Figure skating. Yes. It's, it's all, all very questionable, okay, uh, which is why in a lot of those other sports, what they do is they drop the top and they drop the bottom scores, and then it's, it's you know, whatever. Somewhere in between. But, you know, when you're boxing and you have three judges, you can't do that. It just stinks. I mean, it stinks for Sandor Martin. It stinks for the fans. And I can tell you this. I'm not ready to see him go against top caliber in that weight class. No way. No way. He doesn't deserve it. You know what, though? You're right. He doesn't deserve it. 
but I do. But it'll see sell. It. I want to see it though. You know why? Because I don't think he wins. I don't well, think he wins against the top not. 140. He's he moved up to 140. I don't think he beats the 135s. I don't think he. But, and I've said this on air that I don't think if he rematched Vasily Lomachenko. While I do think Lopez beat Lomachenko the first fight, I do. I don't think there was. I think he won. Mm-hmm. I think if they rematched, he loses. Yeah, depends what people, Loma shows up. People um, claim they're like, oh no, no way, Loma, Lopez wins. But look what he's doing now. Yeah, it depends. I, I think that I think a lot You're of right, it depends and that's on what goes see into it, it. But guys at this weight level, he's not ready for those guys. He's not. Now he's not. It, it, it'll sell, but for him and his career and his trajectory, he needs to pump the brakes a little bit and rethink some things. Well, here there's two things that he needs to do. Okay. Okay. Two things. One, I've said this before. And Andre Ward, who I'm literally, he's, I think he's my mentor. I think he's my commentating boxing mentor, Andre Ward. This guy, we think alike a lot, except he was a world champion, undefeated boxer as well. Great commentator. He said the same thing, and I've been thinking it, and I've been saying it for a while, that Tifo Lopez's dad is not his coach. He should not be his coach. He shouldn't. He's his father. Love that. Support your son. Not good for him yeah. as a trainer. Support your son he's not. from the seats. He's not. He's no longer listening or responding well to his father. Because to be fair, this fight, only this fight, by the way, his father was telling him some right things to do, and he wasn't doing it. But previous fights, his father was telling him wrong things, and didn't. And it was stupid. But as a coach and a trainer, if your fighter's not listening or responding to you, you have the wrong fighter, period. So what's number two? Number two is his promotion company. Because Sandor Martin going into this fight. This was a fight, by the way, that was Regis Prograce was supposed to have this fight. This was a a fill-in fight. It was three weeks ago, so he had enough time to adjust. However, Sandor Martin just beat Mikey Garcia. Sandor Martin can box. Tiafoe Lopez claimed that he was a runner, blah, blah, blah. He ran. He ran the whole fight. No, he didn't. He actually ran, countered you. And boxed well. He, he didn't run. He boxed exceptionally well. He moved and countered you. Literally, look at your face. He didn't just run. Because if a fighter just ran, he wouldn't knock you down. He scored a knockdown. Should have been two. But he scored one knockdown for sure, which was scored. Mm-hmm. But he countered him very well. Yeah. So Tifo Lopez is like, oh, all you did was run. No, he didn't. He actually boxed brilliantly. So my thing is... As a fill-in boxer, you picked a guy who beat Mikey Garcia, who if you know anything about boxing, Mikey Garcia is a phenomenal boxer. And you chose Sandor Martin to fill in? I mean, you could... It was a terrible choice. You could say it's a terrible choice, but it's also a very commendable choice, too. It is. Agreed, too. Take what you want from it, but I think overall for the weekend, definitely the low light. We expected more from this guy as he bumped up in weight, and a a split decision, which was questionable at best, is not what we expected. Now, let's move on, um, because we had one of our guys that we have circled the name of is say, watch this talent coming up. And I want to call this necessarily a highlight or a low light, but it was just kind of a... Okay, let's wait and see. But it was a good challenge for one Xander Zayas. It was a perfect challenge, I think. Perfect challenge. He won via decision. Uh-huh. Um, I don't remember who he was fighting, to be honest with you. But, you know, once again, it's it's a, it's a fight for someone early in his career. I think he's 19 years old where he gets to be tested. He gets to see where he needs to get sharper at, where he needs to work. He has a great work ethic. So I think we can try out my opinion. This only helps to benefit him moving forward. What do you say? 
I agree, a hundred percent. And I think I want to say it was you that put him on your list as a guy to watch for mm-hmm. last year because we do an end of the year thing mm-hmm. always, like mm-hmm. major podcasts do because we're a major podcast. Quick plug: It's coming up here pretty shortly. <laughs> here by the end of the year, we're going to be doing our our top list where we go top knockout of the year, up and comer of the year, for? fighter of the year. We got some things to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. We've been on point, so that's why I'm giving B money. I'm pretty sure it was you. It was that me. Shows Xander Zayas and I. You took the tall, skinny guy. Open, but I openly agreed with yours. Yeah, yeah. My op- my skinny guy is solid. Trust he, me. He hasn't lost since I said I'm, that. I'm I'm 500 because I went Berlanga yeah. on another one. Yeah, and I. But who knows? Jury's still out. <sighs> no, jury's in. In my opinion, jury's in. Xander Zayas. Oh, Xander Zayas is gonna be better, but different Xander weights. Xander Zayas is the best Puerto Rican. But if sure, but if Berlanga stays in the cruiserweights where there's no one. He's a super middleweight. He's not going to move to cruiserweight because cruiserweight's too You know how easy it is to drive cross-country when you got no traffic we can drive? (laughs) Okay. Anyway, Xander's eyes. But you were – I'm going to give you credit for that, but I I agreed with it too. I couldn't choose it because you chose it. Oh. And I agreed with it though. I agree. Xander's eyes – You're not stealing mine this year. I'm not. Okay. Xander's eyes, in my opinion, was a great pick by you. So let's talk the fight. It's a continued pick. The fight was a great fight. It, it, listen, he didn't knock the guy out. That's but okay. What you need to realize is when guys are coming up, they need top talent to push them. They need rounds for sure. They do because, listen, I say this always, most major, and I say most, I'm going to say 90%. 90% of major elite level fights don't end in knockout. Right. They do not. So you need to have the talent enough to own a guy to break a guy down enough to beat him in a decision and because it's go- most guys can't be knocked out no and it's good Some also it's good also to see what's in the gas tank yeah right so i mean xander's eyes is one who's been knocking guys out by the fourth round really i think in almost every fight the guy's name was i i don't have it in front of me but it was like salazar i believe and salazar i don't have it in front of me but salazar was trained is trained by freddie roach yeah. freddie roach is so listen this is what i tell everybody too though trainers don't make the fighters they don't they do help progress the fighters. And in part wisdom. They will get the best out of the fighter. Yep. That's why I love Freddie Roach because Freddie Roach is not a trainer. He is a teacher. Mm-hmm. He teaches guys and he takes them from there because, and this is, I'm going to go on a rant. We have too many trainers in the world right now because of YouTube, by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. We don't have enough teachers. And what I mean by that is there's a, there's too many guys out there that tell people what to do. Yep. Do this, do that, do that, right? You're not teaching them shit when you're telling them what to do. Mm-mm. When you teach them what to do, and this is where, you know what, one of our segments is going to be eventually, we're going to do some, we're going to break some stuff down yep. is, I always teach people this in my boxing classes. I go, listen, here's how you throw a proper right hand or a proper jab, right? But also, listen to me here, I'm not going to correct you every time you throw it a little bit wrong because at the end of the day, I want you to make that right hand your own. I want to teach you how to throw it, and then you take it from there. We have too many trainers in the world and not enough teachers, okay? And this is true. I'm not, like, it's true. We have too many trainers, not enough teachers. Let's teach our guys how to do stuff. Let them think on their own for the most part. Show them the way, and they will find it. If they don't find it, then they're not meant to find it. But stop robotically training people because at the end of the day when you go out there and fight i tell everybody this when there's a face-off i remember facing off with a guy one time 
<laughs> he had a really good trainer, and we faced off. And his trainer's like so good. And I'm looking at him in the face. I literally told him, I said, I go, your trainer can't fight for you. He can't fight for you. Mm. I don't care how good your trainer. I go, I look, I looked over. I was like, you can't fight for him. And I told him, and guess what? For once, I actually won this fight. I knocked the guy out. And it was a big fight. It was one of my biggest wins as a pro because if anybody knows my record, look it up, trash me all you want. But I fought a lot of top guys and I lost to the top guys. Yep. There's a couple guys that I beat and that was one of them. I looked like I was dead in the eyes and I was serious uh. as a heart attack. I said, your trainer can't fight for you, bro. Mouth off all you want. The trainer was mouthing more and I was like, I looked at him. I was like, you can't fight for him. I was like, when that bell rings, I'm fighting you. I'm not fighting your trainer. What that means is whatever you've trained him to do, he needs to learn on his own as well. Absolutely. But if you've taught him and correctly, he's going to take that and do whatever he wants. With it. This guy was a robot. As soon as I took away what that guy taught him, he couldn't do anything else. He was a robot, and I knocked him out. Give a man to fish, or give a man a fish, he eats for the day. Teach a man to fish. He, he eats for life. That's right. It's so true. I was trying to be funny, but I couldn't think of a funny quip to tie in with fishing other than I need to reel you back in because you talked about eye contact. You talked about looking them square in the eyes. And let me give you the champion of this currently. That's one, Eddie Hearn. Okay. Eddie Hearn, who is a promoter for, you know, uh, he's on the zone and he has a- Joshua. He's actually promoted uh, Canelo too. Yeah. So well-known guy in the circle, obviously, but- there's a fighter in the women's division, the bantamweight division, one Abaney Bridges, okay? We got to talk about it because everyone's talking about it. This, this, And we've known about this for a long time because we followed her career for a bit. She goes to the weigh-ins, yeah. She goes to the weigh-ins basically half-naked, lingerie. And Not Eddie, basically. She it, is yes. half-naked. Eddie Hearn, to his credit, champion. Cameras on him completely. The whole time, stoic, looking straight out. No matter what it is, he does not. Pee- he's not. He's not peeping. He's not looking, taking a peek at, at anything. He is looking dead faced to the world. It's great. But let's talk really quickly about that weekend, Trav, because we have to. Yep, we do. Blah, she's, blah, she, blah. She's, she's a world champion. She is IBF bantamweight. But you know why yeah. she's important to talk about? Eddie Hearn no longer has a male world champion because on that same night, on Saturday night. He had, I believe it was uh, another guy who was a world champion at the time, lost, by the way. Yes. So he no longer has a male world champion signed directly to him. So big time. Because he has more female world champions signed with the zone than now. Listen, he is going to to squeeze as much milk out of that cash cow as possible. (laughs) She has very, very big... Well, a lot of people do. The fact that you said that, not a lot of professional boxers do. Honestly. To be fair, this woman, she can fight a little bit because she did. I actually, I I didn't predict she was going to lose at all. I didn't. But I was like, you know what? She's a little overrated. She's a little overrated based on her looks, by the way. She's also, she was actually a former school teacher in Australia, by the way. Who's got big fake breasts and she wears a thong in her yeah, press hey, conferences? Kitties. And she's Let's listen. She sells learn sex. The, learn the Dewey Decimal System. She now. sells sex. She does. Yeah. Well, if we're no, being a, honest, a, she sells sex. A at the fish, press conference. Officially now she does because she had an ink, an OnlyFans thing promoting herself underneath the whatever. But listen, let's not be. Listen, if I'm not being if, hypocritical. Or no, I'm you're not, not you because know, we're not because I don't have an OnlyFans. If page. anybody actually tells us we're being sexist, we're not because we've also talked about Andy Ruiz actually sold OnlyFans as well. He on did. His 
But we've also talked about how Anthony Joshua is just a a male model with gloves on. If anybody tries to tell us that we're sexist, you're stupid. Listen, listen we can travel. I don't want to spend a lot of time on her. I don't want to spend a lot of time on her. However, I don't want to spend a lot of time on her, okay? That's what she said. Mm. That's what he said. She has talent, okay? She's Obviously, she's smart. She's known she she knew what was going to get her into that spotlight, but she has talent to back it up. She won the fight fair and square. She won that fight definitely fair and square. TKO, eighth round, I she believe. has a belt, okay? RBF. I want to see her at some point though fight someone with I don't know, some equal merit or so, something that's just going to be that's really going to test her. But the thing is, the women's division, how many 118-pounders are there? There's not a lot. And you know what? It's surpri- Honestly, we can try. It surprises me to, like, to hell that she makes that way. There's no way. I know. Like, There's no way. There's a something like, that, once again, no. Be money. She's 5'5", five, five, 118 pounds, and literally she's got 25 but, pounds But it's not only that. It's just that she's muscular, too. I mean, she's thick. Yeah. Not not in a bad way, but she's. I mean, she is. She's strong. No, when we say thick now, you guys know what we're talking about. Thick. You see the other girls she's fought at the weigh-ins. They're rails. I just don't understand how the scale works. Uh, so that's and, interesting. And I mean, the scales are fair. They are. And I think that one thing that people don't realize about boxers is we hold our weight differently. Like I'm five ten and a half. I turned pro at one hundred and forty pounds. I believe that. Five ten and a half. Yeah, one hundred and forty pounds. Skinny. I am, but. You see some like I was still like I'm five ten and a half now. I've made one forty seven in my last pro fight, yeah. and I was a little more thick belly, but I was a little more thick in that fight, and I still made one forty six and a half. So like boxers hold their weight differently because this is what people don't realize is when you make that weight, you only have to make that weight for a second. Yes, of course, for one second. All I want to say to this number one, kudos to Eddie Hearn because he does a good job at these weigh ins. Okay. He has a thousand cameras snapping pictures of him, and he's oh, doing her. nothing. He knew. He's doing nothing but staring off in the distance. He probably says, "Hey, somebody put a sign out there that I could just focus in on," and blah blah blah. I'm sure, he's got a wife. Oh, I don't know that he I, does. He but probably I'm sure does, he does, and that's why you got to be careful with those sorts of things. Um, yes, yeah, she she wants a good job. Your eighth round stoppage, uh, a ten round title fight. Uh, Benny Bridges. You can look her up. Google her. OnlyFans her. I don't know. Is that, what, is that Daniel what the kids say? Travis Hartman page and you will see her only fans account no you won't and we we've, we've retweeted her or re-instagrammed her a long time ago so i don't even it. think we follow her anymore i i, I retweeted her weigh-ins on our instagram way i don't server. control the follow social her. media pages so follow her but like i only re-instagrammed that because it was her weigh-in it deserved it okay we can drive we're getting quite off topic at this point people may have tuned out but real quick because uh one uh, dale will probably uh, blast us on facebook if we don't talk about what we're drinking we are drinking saint augustine florida straight bourbon i think we've drank this a long time ago in the past long time ago uh we're having it again tonight not gonna lie um maybe my palace is a lot different now not a huge fan of it um it's just not setting well with me this time around uh, I don't. I'm not saying it's bad. I just don't. I'm not appreciating it tonight. We should, we should rate it though. Okay, let's go let's ahead and rate, rate it. it. I don't know if we have before. Uh, you could take a look at uh, our old so episodes. So I'm gonna give a little credit. Um, a family that I known for a while, Finn, got this for me, for us, mm-hmm. and it's from Saint Augustine, Florida. Mm-hmm. It's brewed in Saint Augustine. It's distilled in Saint Augustine. So and it's a bourbon. Thank you, Florida bourbon. Yep. We're staying local. Yep. Because we have big Desantis energy. But anyway. Um, I'm going to give it a, 
I'm not going crazy high because yeah, it's not my favorite. It's not, it's not my favorite. It's not my worst either. But no, me, it's definitely not the worst. Let me do my little. Do your I thing. have a three-point test. Do, how yeah. I feel. Yeah. Which you already know, I felt pretty good. You felt really in, good coming in. Coming in. Like no pain, good. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. You went on a rant about fishing, or maybe I threw that in. You threw that in. Okay. Six point eight. Jeez. Okay. Seven. Like seven is great for us, though. I know. That's why I'm surprised you gave it a well, six we, eight. We've done an eight, though. We've done an eight. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. I gave for it a six point eight. Blanton's. I gave it a six. Um, okay, because I w- <sighs> level me out. You're always the yeah, level out guy. Yeah, I was. I was go, I'm going to go. Oh my goodness! Eight. But now I got to do the math. Oh, so that's great. Uh, five, oh, 16, I can't do four, that. I don't even know how to do that. Ten. Add five to that. Six point three. Yeah. Six point three. Six point three on average. I feel like that's a great average, though. Yeah, I'd say not so. Not great, but that's a that's that's a good enough average that I think the average person should buy this. Yeah, and it, not, we're depends not selling, on the price. We're not selling this for anybody. Like we've no. never, we don't, we're not sponsored by this. No. We got this, so like I think it's enough to try. Our palettes are different. I've always said this from our episodes. Whatever we rate this as, you should still try it. Probably, except do not try proper twelve. It's disgusting. That's gross. But other than that. Probably worth a try. Yeah. Long is not above like fifty dollars. I think this was. But uh, yeah, it's, I wouldn't spend fifty dollars on that. It's a tough Honestly, if it's fifty bucks, I wouldn't spend. It's it. not. It's not terrible. It's not terrible, but we're giving it a six point three. And you could blame me for that because he gave it a high score. I gave it a five eight. So six point three boxing gloves out of ten on average. Saint Augustine, Florida straight bourbon. I think we've had it in the past. Maybe this is a bad bottle. I don't know. Uh, it just wasn't my favorite. If you know anything about bourbon, though, they do come in different batches. Absolutely, it does not matter. Absolutely, what so, the brand is, it's the batch that matters. Like there's small batch, there's big batch, there's different barrels, there's a barrel select. So know that going in. Guys, bourbons, by the way, we test a lot of bourbons. We're going to test some extra special bourbons for some certain restaurants next week. But remember that, that just because you see hear a, a Blanton's or just because you hear an Old Forester or whatever else, they have Woodford Reserve. They have different barrels. Mm-hmm. They have different brands. Different batches. So know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And we try... To tell people about that, yeah. we do. This one, I don't know that it has but, anything special. But ultimately, we can trap. It's very if if you're a wine person or a beer person, you eventually just gravitate to certain things, and th- those are yours. Yep. Those are the wines you like, and just be, and I'm not a wine guy at all. But somebody might love a certain kind of wine, and if I taste it, I might say this is like ass juice. But they're like, oh, this is my favorite wine. I've drank it for years. Happens. It just happens. Beer. Some people love Coors Light. That's ass juice. But I will drink it, Light. but I will drink it. If it's cold, I'll drink it. But it's cold from the Rockies. It's cold. But I would rather have something that, you know, like a, a like a solid IPA or something like that. I got a man bun now, so I drink that kind of stuff sometimes. He's, he's, he's super hip-hop-ish. Hip-hop-ish? He's hip. Brandon's hip. B-Money's, okay. B-Money's hip. He's got a man bun now. He's hip. Oh, okay. Um, so we can try a fi- <laughs> final thoughts. This is now droning on. This is episode 105. Nobody listens this far. I know, but if you are listening, we do appreciate it. Please subscribe below if you have yet to do so. Um, and you can follow our content on Spotify as well. If you just listen to the audio stuff, Spotify, it's on iTunes, it's everywhere you find. Uh, you know, listen, type on your phone, mm-hmm. weighing in with Travis Hartman. Mm-hmm. Every single thing that will come up, you can listen to us on. Yeah. Chances are. Literally. Chances are, yeah. Pretty much everything. Pretty much. But if you want to see our faces, you go to YouTube, you go to Instagram, you go to Facebook, you go to uh, Rumble. 
Rumble. Yeah, we're there. Yeah, I think so. And I think I think now I think now we're gonna create a Twitter account. Holy it's going to happen, Be money It's happening. Great. We need it. I'm going to say that's your final thought. <laughs> okay, so that's episode 105. That's the wrap. We talked Terrence Crawford and his six-round uh, six destruction of David Avenison. We got Teofimo Lopez, disappointing. Not sure what's next for that guy. I really hope you know he figures himself out, drops his dad, and figures out the stuff on the promotion side of companies. We talked Xander's eyes briefly, but then also we talked about Eddie Hearn with the eyes of steel not taking, taking out uh, – the uh, IBF bantamweight champion. And tonight, the WBA KO for drugs is happening. Sergio Martinez is fighting here in Orlando. Yeah, there's By a lot the of way, stuff going on. I'm sorry. Giovanni, we Giovanni Estelle is fighting, yeah. too. A lot of are fighting tonight. We're sorry we're not there. We had some other stuff It's come hard up. to cover That's everything. That's why we're here. Uh, but, we're, but we're more than happy to try. Uh, so thanks, uh, thanks to the listeners. And we appreciate also our media uh, partners as well, IF Enterprises, Goldstream Financial, and TH Boxing. Because this is the... Number one, Beards, Bourbon, and Boxing Podcast, shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically Loria Park, specifically in a boxing gym on the second floor of said boxing gym in the podcast room, shot on a Sunday or Monday, today being Sunday, dropping on a Wednesday morning at 7.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in, in the, the world. world. Uh, so we appreciate all the support. That's it. I got, that's all I got. That's all you need. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. We'll be coming to you from Tampa next weekend. Boom. God bless.